You're listening to Let's Stay Together, a podcast about Fruits Basket by Natsuki Takaya. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. Today we're discussing chapters 88 and 89. Oh my god. I've really concentrated on saying Fruits Basket this time, <laughs> instead of fumbling it like the last like three times that we recorded. So, <laughs> I hope everyone appreciates my efforts. <laughs> Today uh, we have such exciting content for everyone. <laughs> I hope that you're excited. <laughs> very special episode but not it that is way. not like that yeah nobody's dying <laughs> <laughs> and we have some special guests helping us with the summary today Woo! so they're gonna be helping us with the play sort of cinderella and i want them to take the time for all of them to introduce themselves so for sort of cinderella i'll be describing and summarizing as usual and i'll be playing toru and some of the random kids from the class and i'll be playing the charming prince kyo hello uh my name is jane and i am ellen's sister I'm going to be playing the parts of Minami and Uo. I'm Mike, and I'll be playing the narrator, and Yuki. I'm Maya, and I'll be playing Hanajima. So thank you to everybody who helped us to record Sword of Cinderella. We're going to do our summary, and then you're going to hear it, and then some more summary, and then discussion, spoiler discussion, like we always do. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> Let's get started. I'm so excited. Oh, woo. woo. All right. Chapter 88 opens with Hiro and Kisa arriving to an amazing banner outside of the school. Every word is in a different font style. It says Kaibara Public High School Cultural Festival. It reads, men, women, delicate. <laughs> <laughs> is it supposed to look like a ransom note? Hiro wonders aloud. And then there's a fellow page with our main cast in co- their costumes for the play, which is exciting. I always assume this was like a poster that was somehow that they somehow made up for their... <laughs> school play even though that's highly unlikely but <laughs> i don't know it depends like on when professionally they're... produced posters <laughs> coming soon to a theater near you sort of cinderella yeah. <laughs> but then kyo's grumpy it's like starring yeah. kyo soma he was like i don't want to be in this fucking photo shoot anyway <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny if it were like i could that that's a it's a great idea that you have and i enjoy it <laughs> um so the kids make their way to the stage and kisa says that the play's going to be so great and Hero is like, my money's on weird, if anything. Uh, Hero also tells her to be careful and she says not to worry, she won't bump into anyone. And of course, Hero is most concerned not about just bumping into anyone, but the other scumbag high school boys who are making eyes at her. <laughs> <laughs> Haru swoops in and scoops Kisa up in his arms to keep her safe, which also has the side effect of scaring off all the other boys. <laughs> <laughs> Momiji arrives as well, bearing a camcorder and greets them and he warns them to be careful as well because the students are all, I guess, hyper today because it's the culture festival. Hero, mm-hmm. who is annoyed at all the goings-on, clenches his fists and thinks, Endure it, Hero. If you get angry here, you'll never be a man. Show a little composure. <laughs> if you keep soliloquizing over there, someone will run into you, Omiji says. And then suddenly, Megumi, Hana's brother, appears behind them, also carrying a camcorder, and then floats through the group. <laughs> Hero meeps and thinks he didn't sense Megumi at all. See, be careful, Omiji says. And Omiji hustles them along to the seats that he saved, because he doesn't want to miss any of the play, and he wants to record it. Hiro asks what play they're doing, and Momiji says, Sorta Cinderella. What do you mean, sorta? Hiro demands to know, but Momiji doesn't oblige with an answer. The kids join the audience at Class 2D's performance. <laughs> and now for an, an interlude. <laughs> the main event. The main event. <laughs> we now humbly present to you, Sorta Cinderella, with our special guests. Woo! Woo! Yeah, should we clap? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yay! <laughs> the play begins. A spotlight reveals a narrator who begins. Once upon a time, there lived a beautiful young girl named Cinderella. Due to various circumstances, she was regularly tormented by her stepmother and stepsister. But since her heart was also beautiful, she lived nobly and humbly. Minami, the Prince Yuki fangirl, enters with Toru. Omiji and Kisa comment about how lovely she looks. Cinderella, where 
where are you, Cinderella? Have you finished our dresses? The royal ball is being held at the palace tonight! Another spotlight turns on and reveals Hanajima, dressed as if she should be working, hair covered, wearing an apron. She sips tea. Here I am. <laughs> How dare you sit there drinking tea! You'd better have our dresses if you're lounging around like that! Mother! You can't possibly expect an amateur to make a decent dress. But if you're willing to be a laughing stock, then I accept the job. I have to advance the story, you little brat! But don't you embarrass me! More importantly, Onesama, would you like some tea? Oh, may I? No more frivolities for you! A ball was to be held at the palace that night. Rumor had it that Prince Charming was using the ball to find a bride. The stepmother was eager to marry her daughter into the royal family in the hopes of attaining a life of ease and comfort. Oh, 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 if you want your precious sister back, then hurry up and finish the dresses! Oh dear! Oh no! Onesama, how terrible. My sister has been taken away because some prince wanted a ball. <laughs> Cinderella seemed deeply in love with a prince she'd never met. I won't forget this little prince. I should make a plan to storm the palace. Oh, but I have to make these dresses. Hmm. I should drink some tea and calm down. Hana returns to her tea. Don't worry. A page flip reveals that Yugi has come on stage in his fairy godmother costume. Everything will be alright, Cinder. A barrage of camera flashes and screams from the audience distracts him. He's an angel, Motoko and Makoto think, crying tears of joy at gazing upon Yuki's beautiful visage. He struggles to continue. I'm, er, um, your fairy godmother. If you don't mind me saying, that was a lackluster introduction. Let's keep this on track. Oh, gentle Cinderella, for someone as kind as you, I will grant you whatever you wish for this evening. That sounds lovely. Burn the palace down. I'm afraid that's a crime. The audience gasps. Hana stands and clasps her hands. What most pure wish will Cinderella wish for? I wish for delicious yakiniku. That's not what I meant. Cinderella! Mm, that's my mother. I'm going to come in here, assuming you finish the dresses. When Minami enters, dragging Toru, two beautiful dresses have appeared. The they're actually finished? I guess. Did you really make these? About that. Cinderella-san, these dresses are beautiful. You're such a skilled seamstress. I I'm pleased that you like my handmade dresses so much. Well, whatever. We're changing into these and going out. But what about Cinderella-san? She'll watch the house while we're away. But, but... A spotlight reveals Yuki, the fairy godmother, behind Hanajima. Good work, fairy guardian. I wouldn't dare mention it. And now, it's your turn, Cinderella. Make your wish. Hana takes time on stage to consider it. Yakini. You should go to the ball in a pumpkin carriage. Let me just get that ready. The narrator continues. And so, largely decided on by the fairy guardian, <laughs> Cinderella found her chance to go to the royal ball. The ball was already well underway, but although it was a pleasant party, the least pleased guest was Prince Charming himself. The scene changes to the ball. Kyo in his prince costume sits scowling on the stage floor, surrounded by background partygoers. Uo stands beside him in a prince costume. What are you breeding about, sunshine? We threw this giant thing just for you. Now go and pick a lady. There are plenty of them here. Shut up, will you? I already said I'm not interested. <laughs> no wonder you're a virgin. Hey, you're shameless, you infuriating sack of skin. Take a trip to the store and buy yourself some dignity. What was that? I'm worried about you, you stupid lug. And this is my thanks? Go buy yourself some courtesy. Luigi chuckles as he records the play. He says confused. Hero and the others in the audience are concerned. Despite this gentle persuasion of his fellow prince, Prince Charming could not be convinced to dance. Prince Charming, will you dance with? No. Might you be bothered to dance I with? I said no. Find someone else. Prince? I'm not dancing, damn it. Kyo realizes that it's Toru and stiffens with shock. Oh, I see. I beg your pardon. Wait. He also, of course, refused to dance with the stepsister. Kyo doesn't budge. Refused to dance with the stepsister. In a glorious ghosty panel, Kyo returns to grump beside Uo. Why am I doing this? Uo thinks, stop looking so depressed on stage. While the cheer of his guests filled the palace dance hall, Prince Charming fell deeper into despair. Hanjima returns to the stage, sweeping in in a black gown. 
The audience is still somehow shocked at this. Watching for an opportunity, Cinderella arrived. Well, here we are. The ball. Wow, what a beautiful woman. Hey, check out that piece of tart. Ask her to dance. No. After falling instantly in love with Cinderella's beauty, Prince Charming asked the fair maiden to dance. No way. Yes way, as per the narrator. Hanajima, meanwhile, is distracted by the sizzle of nearby delicious yakiniku that the class has on stage, as a prop, for some reason. Hey you! Kyo makes an uncomfortable request the only way he knows how, by striking a fighting pose, clenching his fist and shouting, Get over here and dance with me! Eh. Hana returns to the yakiniku, and Kyo returns to Uo. <sighs> she turned me down. Don't kill yourself looking upset. Try again, Prince Charming. You don't know what I'm going through, so stop pushing me around. Just can it and go, you big baby! He composed himself and went to talk calmly with Cinderella, didn't he, Prince Charming? The audience also silently wishes the prince good luck, and Kyo thinks- It's not as if I have a choice. Mm, fine. But he says- Hey, you. I'm very busy right now. Hana says, back turned to Kyo, tending to the sizzling yakiniku. Did you just come here for the meat? <sighs> what is it? Do you have business with me? W would you like to talk to me? Talk? Very well. She turns to him, chopstick still in hand. Your aura is so pleasant tonight that it makes my brain throb. I'm begging you, choose an easier topic of conversation. Ugh. How terrible. I'm afraid I must be going. Yes, Kyo thinks. Hana slips a high-heeled shoe with her used chopsticks in it into Kyo's hands, and she runs off as the stage clock chimes midnight. Now you can't say I never gave it to you. Uh, no offense, but you have no emotions. Cinderella, whose spell was limited to the strike of midnight, left Prince Charming with her heart torn in two. I was hoping for more meat. She left a single glass slipper in her delicate wake. Uo holds up the shoe. Use this to go find her. Huh? Oh, whatever. I couldn't care less. Uo whaps him across the face with the shoe. This is a gift! A gift that will lead you back to her! Don't waste gifts! And you call yourself a man? How? Think of all the star-crossed lovers who would kill for things this easy. All those star-crossed lovers who just want to see each other. Come and see me, dammit! See who? Though his fellow prince was biased, Prince Charming took the advice. He finally realized his true, deepest feelings. Kyo thinks. I never once wanted to see her. I wish I could see her, he thought sadly. He tried to fit the glass slipper on every girl in town, deciding that the one who fit the shoe was his beloved Cinderella. At last, he came to the home of Cinderella and her family. On stage at Cinderella's house, another classmate extends the slipper on a pillow to Toru, who says, I'm afraid that's not my slipper. The classmate asks if there are any other ladies in the house, and the evil stepmother chimes in. Oh, not even a mouse! Fine, let's get out of here. Oh, please wait. You haven't seen Cinderella-san yet. That wasn't necessary information, Kyo says, squeezing Toru's cheeks. Just a minute, Prince Charming. That information was very necessary. Hana enters, carrying a spoon and a bowl of rice, clearly half-eaten. Cinderella-san! I was expecting you, Prince. That slipper is certainly the one I left you. Now give it back to me. The audience recognizes Cinderella's arrogance, and the fact that she's been snacking. Again. I know why you've come. You wanted to ask Sarone-sama's hand in marriage. Hana casually hugs Toru, who ez, and Kyo seethes with embarrassment. Wh why would I- she's not- are you stupid? Of course not! Uh, that's kind of why we're here, Prince, the boy with the shoe says. Toru's also nervous. But I- no, that's not- Then are you here for me? That's rather nightmarish. It's more like hell than a nightmare to me. And stop looking like you'd be the one put out. Then be clear, Prince. Why are you here? You're the one with ulterior motives. Tell me this. Do you plan to live a lie for the rest of your life? Locked in a castle, deceiving yourself daily, and only stopping at the moment you die? Kyo's taken aback, then becomes angry, glaring down at Hana. So what if I do? You can't tell me that would bother anyone. What happens to me is my own- Wait! But that would make you very- Um- Toru covers her mouth with her hand. I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Never mind what I just said. I just interrupted you. I'm sorry. Please go on with the story. I'm really sorry. The other kids on stage are all confused and annoyed. Kyo looks at Toru, who's lost in her own thoughts, hand nervously at her mouth still. He thinks of what she just said and blushes. About that story, I couldn't help but overhear you. 
Yuki suddenly appears on stage again, much to Kyo's surprise in particular, who jumps back with them. Gah! My loyal servant has arrived. Although I'm not your servant, I realize that you marrying the prince would end in heartbreak. So I will ask one more time. What is it you truly wish for? Hana looks up and contemplates again. I want to manage a yakiniku shop with Onesama. Yuki looks slightly annoyed. The crowd thinks she'll never let that die. <sighs> in that case, Prince Charming, support them in their business. I thought you were granting the wish. Prince Charming, I won't ask what you wish for. I only hope that it comes true by your own two hands. The crowd ooze at Yuki's glorious performance. What wonderful judgment! Confetti showers down as the play concludes. Yuki is nervous as the girls on stage swoon over him. Kyo grumps, Hanalong satisfied, and Toru looks relieved. And so, Cinderella chose a path with no princes, and her yakiniku shop was blessed with good business. After proving that a woman can live a full life without marriage, she most certainly lived happily ever after. The crowd cheers, the boomy claps in the background. What was that supposed to be? Hiro asks. We already told you, Omiji beams, looking at the recording. Haru looks over his shoulder and adds, Sword of Cinderella. And that's the end of chapter 89. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> it's very good. It's. <laughs> it turned out way. <laughs> it was beyond my expectation, personally speaking. <laughs> oh, it was wonderful. I hope everyone enjoyed that as much as I did. <laughs> also, props to you for acting with the flu. I should call out. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciated it. I appreciated your efforts. <laughs> I think it helped my grumpy vibe. Yeah, I definitely. Like, it's a... It's a... You can really feel the grump. <laughs> well, anyway, that was just half of what the, the programming we have planned for today. <laughs> but I'll be the only one acting, I guess, for the rest, technically. <laughs> All right, chapter 89 opens with Kyo immediately stripping out of his elaborate costume backstage as soon as the play is done and saying that he couldn't breathe in it. And he hears a familiar voice saying, Ah, I see, so you played opposite him, did you? Kyo looks over, sweating and annoyed, and he finds Hanajima talking to Shisho. I haven't introduced myself yet. My name is Saki Hanajima. It's a pleasure to meet you. I'm Kazuma Soma. Thank you for helping Kyo, he says. (laughs) Circle triangle square X dot 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 question mark, Kyo's dialogue. (laughs) Success. My note says I guess some things are just impossible to describe. <laughs> some things are just intranslatable. I don't know what to yeah. say, guys. <laughs> the essence of horror. I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's just shock. It's pure shock. Yeah. Because <laughs> Kyo remembers Hanajima pro- previously mentioning about how hot she thought that Kazuma was in Grumps. <laughs> Shisho, why are you... How? Hello, Kyo, he says, casually. And he tells him that he did good work in the play. Yes, good work, Hana says. I think my performance today was a success because he played opposite me, she says to Shisho, surrounded in a cloud of shoujo bubble texture, as we discussed from last <laughs> last week. <laughs> Kyokun, thank you so very much. Well, then I'm off to change. If fate allows it, I'll see you again, Hana says, and she disappears. Yes, again, Shisho says he turns to Kyo, smiling. You have a lovely classmate, he says, and Kyo shakes with concern and anxiety, and he grabs Shisho's shoulders. Shisho, please, don't get married, he shouts. <laughs> <laughs> Shisho's, of course, surprised at the outburst of his smiles and ruffles Kyo's hair, and he says, what's this all of a sudden? Oh, my dear Kyo, such a child. You're a brainless father figure, Kyo grumps. Stop looking so happy. And Shisho says that it's a shame that he couldn't make it to the performance. Apparently there was an emergency at the dojo just before he left, which we see in a flashback. <laughs> Wait, Kyo says. Who told you about today? Who indeed, Haru says, arriving and leaning on Shisho casually. <laughs> Big surprise, Kyo says. Haru says that Momiji got it on tape and Kyo nookies him. We'll give you a copy. 
Oh, he says. <laughs> Cosma thanks him, and Kyo complains that it's embarrassing. She shows smiles. His good dad, TM, smile and tells Kyo <laughs> to let Haru go and that he needs to take off. But before he leaves, though, he wants to say hi to Toru. And he asks Kyo where she is. I don't know. It's not like he keep tabs on where she is all the time, Kyo says. I see, Shisho says with a knowing smile while Kyo blushes. He pats Kyo <laughs> on the head again, and he's about to take off, but Kyo tells him to wait so that he can change and walk Shisho out. Kyo remembers Toru's outburst at the play and thinks, there's no way. There's no friggin' way. She doesn't really... She couldn't really mean. Elsewhere, Uo screams, sneezes, she exits a bathroom stall, and Toru <laughs> drops her hairbrush in surprise. She complains about all the dust on stage, bothering her allergies, and Toru compliments her on her great performance as a prince and remembers her shouting, Come and see me, damn it! Uo turns and stretches. She says she's going to go watch the next play, and she asks about Toru's plans. Um, Uo-chan? Toru asks. And Uo turns with a smile and says, Yeah? Toru remembers Kurino's words from when she snuck in to see him. I have no intention of seeing her. And Uo saying, I've had enough. Oh, Toru says. Anyway, I was planning to meet up with Momiji-kun and the others. And Uo tells her that she's going to go see Mito Koman. As if we haven't heard enough about this play already. (laughs) So hopefully we won't have to hear about it again. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna talk about it for every episode for the rest of the series. Yeah, just like Summer. I mean... (laughs) Yes. How about that time that they did that, like, gender switch Mito Komon or whatever? Yeah. Have Mito Komon break. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any more things to say. We can start a podcast on Mito Komon, I guess. I'm sure there's a yeah, fan dub somewhere. That go forever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so long. Wasn't it, like, from the 70s to the 2000s or something? Yeah. It's like a thousand episodes or something. Oh, my God. Oh, it's it was too a lot. Many. We could just do random ones. Didn't we talk about that for Law and Order? Yeah. This conversation feels familiar. <laughs> Is this deja vu? Oh, well, it's fine. <laughs> they end up parting, and Toru thinks that Uo really does still think of Kurino-san. In the hallway, Momiji Hiro Haru and Kisa find Toru, and Kisa and Toru greet each other with a huge, heart-filled hug. Momiji <laughs> says that she was great in the play and that it was fun. Hiro looks annoyed, of course, and Kisa says that Toru was pretty. Haru uh, points to someone in a giant Mogeta costume in the background. <laughs> and Momiji says that he recorded the whole thing so they can watch it together again later, perhaps to Toru's chagrin. Momiji kun, do you need a machine to watch the tape? Nope, but I can put it on a DVD, he says. I'm not sure what that means, Toru says, because she's still living in the year 1980, apparently. <laughs> but when you're finished with the tape, maybe you could send a. Maybe you could send a. You want me to give it to Freno, right? Momiji whispers to Toru. And Toru freaks out, and she's like, how did you know that? I'm right. I really guessed right. Cool. It's like a famous detective story. The killer is amongst us. Momichi cheers happily, and Hiro and Haru think he's mixing detective manga references. And subtlety. <laughs> well, Kisa plays with the costume Mogeta in the background. Momichi explains that in reality, he figured out when he heard Risa on stage, the thing that she shouted, of course. And he smiles a knowing smile and adds, and when I thought about you, Toru, I thought I should be the one to take him a copy. It may take me a while, but my chances of getting to him are a lot better. And Toru blushes with a look of concern and gratitude. Leave it to me, Momiji says. Haru tells him that they need to go back to their class for their shift at whatever it is that they're doing. And Toru says that she'll show Kisa and Hiro around. And Kisa waves goodbye to the Mogeta in the background. This is one of those like amazing like little background things that's happening throughout the mm-hmm. chapter. It's really yeah. wonderful. <laughs> Out of the page where they're first like looking at Mogeta and they just look so amazed. Yes, <laughs> like they're actually twelve year olds or whatever. <laughs> so they cute. Yeah, or whatever. Like as if it's impossible that Mogeta's there. I don't know. It's really funny to me. <laughs> Haru tells Kisa to be careful. You too, Hiro. He says, "Hey, what's that supposed to mean?" Hiro whines. Cripes, Haruni. You really are nice to everybody, even if we don't need it. But I'm starting to think that kindness is what made Rin so sad. Kisa and Toru are surprised. 
And Hero's like, ah! And he grabs his head. God, I'm such an idiot. He thinks I did it again. Again. I got annoyed and I took it out on him. I swore I'd never do that again. <laughs> hey, why did you just bring up Rin? Haru asks. Oh, that's right. I wasn't supposed to know that they were going out. What's wrong with me? Hero freaks out internally. <laughs> Hero, wait. Don't tell me you've got the hots for Rin, Haru says, leaning down and peering at him. What? How could you even think that? Hero shouts. Your brain is tiny and we're leaving, Kisa. Much like a famous detective, Toru has put two and two together. Oh, she thinks. Does that mean that Isuzu-san and Hataru-san? Haru too looks like he suspects something and Kisa wonders what's going on with Hiro and Rin as well. Meanwhile, in the student council room, Yuki meets up with Nao and Kimi, and he asks if he missed anything, and Nao says that someone complained about the noise and that there was a fight, apparently. <laughs> Good work at the play, Yunyun, Kimi chimes in, and Nao says the VP took care of all that, but then, how did it go? Was it fun? Kimi asks, and Nao tries to explain again, but then he didn't come back, and Karagi went missing. Kimi wants to wear a princess dress. Would 2D lend one out? Kimi asks, and Nao sasses, <laughs> would you mind shutting your mouth for 30 freaking seconds? Kimi would like to be taken out to tea later, she says, and Yuki plays it off with a nervous smile. I'm sure if I can't, then someone else will invite you, Kimi, Yuki says. Yuki goes out to patrol on the premise that he'll bring Machi and Kakiru back if he sees them. In the hallway, around a corner, Yuki sees three girls bullying Machi. I told you to speak up. Are you deaf? One asks, and Machi looks at the floor. Yuki is about to move in, but Kakiru suddenly appears and slaps him in the face. <laughs> We've discovered the seed of the bullying. Or have we? He says. Yuki is like, ow, what are you doing here? And Kakiru says, what? I'm on patrol. While eating yakisoba, Yuki asks, looking incredulously at the box that Kakiru is carrying. I can eat while on patrol, he says. I think he might get along with Hana well. I know. Actually, they're made for each other. <laughs> Where are the fix? I mean... <laughs> Yuki says they have to stop the bullying, and Kakiru blocks him with his leg against the wall. And he's like, hold your horses. Getting involved would just throw gas on a fire. Plus, they're fighting over you. Yuki thinks it's all the more reason to get involved, but Kakiru says, if you're not planning to be nice or comforting to a girl all the time, it'd be better to leave her alone completely. And if someone talks trash to you, he says about Machi, you can just trash them back. Clamming up in a corner makes things half your fault. Fine, you're right, Yuki says. Your principles are in the right place. But then with a righteous, rage-filled face, he adds, there are people out there who get crushed by that logic. But this isn't time for social debate, he adds, chilling out. And Kakiru is like, good call. I guess I better come up with a plan. You stand watch, Yunyun. And Yuki's like, what? Stand watch? As Kakiru leaves, saying, if they start hitting each other, jump in and break it up. <laughs> Yuki's intention is drawn back to the argument as Kakiru leaves. You say Yuki isn't a prince? We heard you, one girl says. Well, yes, I said that. It's how I see things, Machi says, looking down, fists clenched. She asks if it's a problem, and the girls are like, it's a huge problem! And Machi gives an empty apology, and then they sass her. Yuki thinks that Machi has been verbally attacked enough. And the girls start to pick on Machi for her destructive behavior as well, saying that she trashed the council room. What, do you like Yuki, one asks? Like him? Machi asks, and the girl's like, don't play stupid. We're asking what you think of him. He's a natural. Mm, Machi says. And Yuki thinks, I'm a what? <laughs> and he makes things lonely, she continues. He's always surrounded by people, and he's known as Prince Charming, but he still seems lonely and sad to me. Yuki blushes at Machi's admittedly insightful description of Yuki, but the fangirls are angry and one shoves Machi. Do you dare talk like you know everything? And stop acting like you're smarter than everyone, they shout. But just as things are about to get worse, an announcement comes on the PA. Starting today at 3 o'clock, there will be a commemorative photo shoot with the student council president in front of the student council room. Would you like a photo with the president to commemorate today? We hope for as many people as humanly possible to participate. The fangirls freeze. I never heard anything about that. What time is it now? They all start to freak out and they run off to line up for a photo. And Machi is now free of the bullies and makes her way down the hall. 
Kakuya returns to where Yuki's waiting, annoyed, and wipes his brow. Alrighty, the broadcasting club sure is ha- helpful in a pinch, he says. <laughs> what a wonderful plan, Yuki replies, and then complains that now they have to do a photo shoot. Do it for Machi, Kakuya says with a wink. And, and then she asks how Machi's doing. Yuki says she seems okay. And that Machi said he's a natural. Huh? Kakuya says with a stretch. You're worrying about that? This late in the game? And Yuki says, well, she said I'm not a prince. Oh. Oh, now I think I get it, Kakuya says. And he remembers their discussion in the hallway, uh, back from when they were introduced, before we even knew who they were. Yeah. So you're not a prince. She's pretty astute, don't you think? You're a princess, Kakuya says, patting his shoulder. And in response, Yuki drags him by the ear down the hallway while Kakuya whines, I'm sorry, I'll shut up, princess. <laughs> <laughs> we see the narration, these feelings, they spread like ripples. Elsewhere at school, Kyo looks for Toru in the hallway, thinking, no way again. He finds her buying food for Hiro and Kiso because it's crowded. Hmm, she says, and looks at the floor. Err, Kyo says, and, they, and looks at the ceiling. A moment passes. Uh, this is fun, isn't it? What a lovely cultural festival. Are you enjoying yourself, Kyokun? Toru asks, making the most awkward small talk as Kyo <laughs> takes trays of food from her to carry them. He's like, I guess, and tells her that Shusho stopped by. Haru told him about the play, apparently. And the last page shows Kyo and Toru's faces as they chat. They're back side to side, covered in a dark texture. A rift made out of overlaid textures between them and Kyo's thoughts are overlaid. No way. If I ever thought that way, I could never forgive myself. And that's the end of chapter 89. That's not as exciting. Fun. Yeah, it's not as exciting <laughs> as the end of chapter 88. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Much more uh, ominous than the end of chapter 88. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many things to discuss, I'm sure. <laughs> My notes are listed sort of by character. Shall we go that way? Or do you want to go sequentially? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Okay, well, I have one thing first that kind of applies to everything, which is some different, like, visual things that I noticed this time. So there's, like, this, mm-hmm. like, new texture for thought bubbles. Did you notice that? It's, like, this, like, pointy star shape. It's, like, a black ring with, like, a little pointy texture inside. It's used for, like, hero's thoughts and also the audience during the play. It's just kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I just don't think we've ever seen it before. Oh, the kind of kind of scribbly ball thing. <laughs> yes that's a good way to describe it oh yeah there's one uh cinderella's a liar that i'm looking at mm-hmm. it's like the fifth or sixth page of the play mm-hmm. and then the dresses appear i feel like that's probably because there's so many different kinds of thoughts and... dots and dialogues and stuff happening within the play and out of the play and yeah kyo is the same stuff, so. i never once wanted to see her is also in the same texture mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah there's like the narrator has his own like style of speech bubble that's like a square mm-hmm. And there's everybody's dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a lot going on. That's probably why. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. And then, oh, I commented on this before, but I I loved the little like chibi sequence in the of Mogetta, them meeting Mogetta yeah. and saying goodbye in the background. <laughs> it was really cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's also some really good like ghosty pen. Oh, also in the background, I didn't mention. I know I didn't mention this part, but Moiji like takes off his scarf and he puts it on Kisa. Mm-hmm. Moiji is the king of doing stuff in side panels in the background. Yeah. <laughs> So that happened this time too. Yeah, cute. even back when he was first introduced, yeah. like a lot of his stuff was going on in the background. Yeah, I remember we talked about that a lot, so I thought it was funny yeah. to see it again. <laughs> there were some good ghost panels too, <laughs> or ghost people panels. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody like just listened to this who hasn't listened to these before or something, but when we talk about, sometimes we say like, there's a ghosty panel. It's because I <laughs> described when Takaya draws like figure, outline figures, um, like for example, when Megumi walks past them and there's like a little like... Um, <laughs> there's like these little kind of outline figures of of Hiro 
standing back and Momiji looking at him as he passes <laughs> and like Haru holding Kisa. That's kind of a outline. We refer to them as ghost people or ghost figures. That's not like an official term. It's just what we call them. <laughs> My favorite is um, Ghost Kyo and Uo yes! after they like refuse to dance with the stepsisters. Yes, that's why I specifically <laughs> called it out in the narration in the <laughs> in the play that we did. Um, yeah. I also like the like really crooked ghosty Kyo when he first sees uh, Hana and Shishino <laughs> talking. <laughs> There's also a really good one I just flipped to where it's like <coughs> Hana tending to the yakiniku on stage and Kyo is like standing there with his fist is like shaking or whatever from asking her to dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, it is kind of ghosty, the one with Kyo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, what should I write for his like freak out thing? Circle square, <laughs> circle triangle square X. Yeah. It's like he tries to enter a code on his PlayStation. Yeah, he tries the Konami code, <laughs> and it doesn't work. <laughs> There's a sound effect beside him as well. It says stagger. <laughs> I love her, Hana's, like, overly, like, oh, thank you so much, Kyokun. Like, she doesn't call him that yeah. ever. It's so good. <laughs> those are the things. Those are some of the visual things. Oh, I wrote, yeah, nice use of texture on the last page, also, where mm-hmm. it's Kyo and Toru's backs. I really like that. It's very ominous. Yeah. It's a really... We were just talking about back imagery. And... Oh, yeah, we were. <laughs> in the last episode, I think. Yeah. it's It does, like, if it didn't have the texture overlaid, it would look like the more romantic. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess it is romantic, but I think it's just, like, then you put the texture on it, and it's like, oh, there's a whole different connotation to this image now. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's because of it's Kyo's... Um, you know, Kyo's really struggling with his feelings for Toru at this point in the story. Mm-hmm. And you see his, like, his thoughts that are overlaid in, like, that kind of dark, uh, like, square thought bubble situation that mm-hmm. Takaya uses, too. So they're obviously, like, not good. Yeah. And then you have this texture on top, too. So it's, like, everything's fine. And they have this, like, crazy, like, small talk type situation where, like, they have nothing. They're, like, both, I don't know, like, I guess embarrassed or, like, don't know what to say to mm-hmm. each other then Toru is like hey how about this cultural festival and he's like yeah. whatever like mm-hmm. so they kind of have this like default small talk that they make and then there's yeah. the it kind of seems but... like they were maybe both about to say something else and then <laughs> like when they said like they're er at the same time they were like uh um, anyway, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like how they like look at the ceiling <laughs> yeah Kyo looks at the floor and she looks at the food and then they both look up at the ceiling mm-hmm. so awkward I wonder um Kyo really didn't notice until this time that she felt that way about him. <laughs> I'm honestly not sure if he's like realizing that or like realizing that she knows oh. about his confinement. Could be that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't think about it that way. Because I guess he doesn't know that she knows. Mm-hmm. We know that she knows. Yeah. That's right, because that was what Akito told her. Mm-hmm. And she hasn't talked to him about it yet. Yeah, and then... Uh... Cosma confirmed it and that's what kind of makes me think that since um, he's like thinking about it in the scene with Cosma where mm-hmm. she's where he's asking to like oh where is she I want to say hi to Toru and mm-hmm. thinks of that which makes it seem like it might be that context like maybe he thinks that's why how she found out maybe yeah could be mm-hmm. Cosma betrayed him again I mean <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> although it wasn't him it was yeah. Kido but yeah that's true it could be that it could be more more so that Mm-hmm. And then she's like, now he knows that I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this like, I don't know. There's something about this. I find the, the last page to be very ominous. Mm-hmm. I like, I wonder if it's supposed to like, does it 
sort of represent this like moment in time where it's like awkward like they're disconnected or is it like beyond that sort of foreshadowing for mm-hmm. things unnamed things to happen in the future in terms of like just bad things that are yeah. I mean the the visuals are definitely of some kind of like rift or divide between them since yeah. even besides the last panel that has the line like directly separating them the two prior panels have their faces on either side of the line yeah I always interpreted this line this like no way I've ever thought like that I could ever forgive myself as being like if I thought that she cared about me like that I could never forgive myself but mm-hmm. it could also be like if I had hope for getting out of that like the cats like being confined maybe i can mm-hmm. never forgive myself yeah like there are ideas that are kind of intertwined intertwined yeah i was gonna say but... i could see it being some kind of mix of like any sort of positive feeling or hope that he's like denied himself basically yeah because he thinks he can't get it <laughs> yes i mean we've seen in the past that he's been pretty resigned to his whole situation mm-hmm. i have pulled a quote from <laughs> from when Cosmo betrayed him the first time, yeah. which was, uh, and by that I mean during the true form arc when he took off his uh, bracelet. So in the play, Hana says, Tell me this. Do you plan to live a lie for the rest of your life? Locked in a castle, deceiving yourself daily and only stopping at the moment you die. And then the, I found it, thought it was really interesting that, like, of course it's supposed to, it's supposed to represent him being confined, but it's, the specific way that it's said is also very similar to what Cosmo said. When his bracelet is about to be taken off, Cosmo says, if you don't fully accept your true form soon, you won't be able to progress. I do accept it, Kyo says. I accept that my life is worthless because I was born the cat, and it's the rat's fault. It's his fault that all this started. And Cosmo asks, are you going to continue to live that way even now, stopping your ears, closing your eyes? And then he thinks, shutting yourself off from the world with your hatred of Yuki. Mm-hmm. What I thought was very interesting... And so, of course, it's like, I'm sure that it was scripted to reference that. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting to me. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, we just saw last time in the chapter 87 that Kyo had that memory of him saying that kind of stuff, like, Yuki is like this and the reasons why he hates him that are not true. And the woman in his memory is saying, like, if you didn't have someone to hate, then you wouldn't know what to do with yourself. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I guess that's all kind of intertwined. Yeah, it seems to be kind of just, like... Like, things pushing against his, like, understanding of how things are that he's kind of resigned himself to. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, Yuki is like this, and it's his fault that my life sucks. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I'm going to be confined, and I can't have hope for anything beyond the time that I have now. Mm-hmm. And also, I think he didn't... I don't, I don't think he wanted Toru to know that he was going to be confined. It's not really clear. Yeah. I don't think it's ever stated. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, he never tells her, and most people don't really mention it so i think like all of those things combined are like he didn't want her to know and it seems like she knows and also like the fact that she knows and she cares yeah makes him really uncomfortable i guess yeah because that's another thing that's you know part of his like view of the world is that like nobody will care yeah i'll get locked away nobody will care about me yeah it doesn't matter like, if sa- i die yeah yeah <laughs> he even says it as recently as the play where he's just like yeah so what it's that about- wouldn't bother anyone <laughs> Yeah, so what if I get locked? So what if it's like that and I'm locked away and until I die? It's only my business. I forget exactly what he says, but it's the same kind of thing that he always says to Toru. Um, he says, so what if I do? You can't tell me that would bother anyone. What happens to me is my own. And then Toru yeah, cuts in. Him. 
he's kind of like it's my own business it doesn't concern you he says i think what he says to her a lot is like that doesn't concern you mm-hmm. so then he's like yeah if i thought that someone cared about me then i would never forgive myself i guess mm-hmm. it's open to a lot of interpretation yeah as we've clearly done mm-hmm. it's like that's what we're here to do yep. interpret yes i always really enjoyed Tor's like kind of on stage confession mm-hmm. i guess <laughs> just the thing about it that's very dramatic yeah <laughs> she's like I'm sorry just continue sorry yeah. <laughs> they're like we, re- we rewrote your part and you still can't nail it <laughs> yeah yeah I love all her repeated apologies and <laughs> I love how he's just like okay let's wrap this up yeah it's <laughs> like I couldn't help it over here that you were struggling so <laughs> yeah he's like this is going nowhere we're gonna be here all night <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's pretty good we've already had two Romantic outbursts on stage. <laughs> and that was too, too many. <laughs> yes. <Keep> professional people. <laughs> I guess we should talk about Uo. We can do that. <laughs> Uo has her great romantic outbursts on stage as well. Yeah. <laughs> In her Uo way. Mm-hmm. Come and see me, damn it. It's great. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> it's very Uo. It is. The whole thing is very Uo. She's like, yeah. I'm a prince too. Uh, like, go talk to this you go find a girl or whatever it's really great yeah, yeah I don't even think she's acting she's just <laughs> just being herself being Uo yeah it's very wonderful I like uh, I mean I've always enjoyed Kyo and Uo uh, yeah Kyo and Uo's vibe but like mm-hmm. on this on stage it's like amplified so it's like even yeah. better <laughs> Uo could be his wingman yeah <laughs> someone write that fic I'll read it <laughs> but yeah Toru of course realizes that they still it's not that she, she's like, oh, I'm done feeling like that or whatever, but yeah. she still has feelings for him. Mm-hmm. And Momiji also picked up on it too. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about Toru and Momiji? Mm-hmm. I have things to say about them. <laughs> I like how in this scene after, so Momiji noticed, of course, that, oh, you know, called out, come and see me, damn it. And he's familiar with their situation from the earlier chapter. Mm-hmm. But I like how Toru was like, how did you know that that's what I was going to ask you? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, first of all, it's obvious. But I thought it was funny that she does that. She says that to Kyo, too. Mm-hmm. Have we talked We talked in the past about their non-romance, right? Uh, kind of, I think. I don't know if we've... I, I mean, I have, well, we've seen... I know we've talked about it in spoilers. I don't know how much we've talked about in non-spoilers, okay. but... I feel like in the past we've talked about times where Momiji has this super I mean he obviously is super affectionate toward her but yeah. I think on the it borders on romantic mm-hmm. and the first time yeah. that I really noticed we talked it, about like the yeah. like intimacy of their interactions at times yes we've definitely done that mm-hmm. and there's I feel like in this scene he there's like a, there's big shoujo bubbles on this scene too mm-hmm. is what I have to say that's part of yeah. my theory about this scene mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like leave it to me and then she has this like um very mixed expression he and the the way that he says his dialogue is also really interesting to me it was like when i thought about when i thought about you i realized that i should be the one to take the tape to him so mm-hmm. it's like very specific <laughs> to me it's not like he says like i should be the one to take it it's like when i thought about you i thought i should be the one to do this so i'm like yeah. doing something for you on your behalf surrounded yeah. by shoujo bubbles <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of like a follow-up of like how like worried he was over her yeah, when that's um, true. when she like broke in, quote unquote, the first time. <laughs> the scene is also so when uh-huh. she talks to him in the house and he's playing the violin and whatever. That scene's pretty intimate too. They're holding yeah. hands, 
And then he does come and find her later after she talks to Crane. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she does have a pretty serious blush during this scene. Yeah, I find it like it's comparable to the one at the end of the um uh, chapter eighty seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if like that one is like an eleven, this one's like a six. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that one is turned all the way up. Yeah, but it's a similar kind of like you know all the way across the cheeks kind of noticeable blush, yeah. not just a little like. It's not like couple of lines kind of blush. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same kind of expression to me like so if you so i'm holding both pages open and looking at them Mm -hmm. and if you look at both of them together i'm happy to text you this as well for your reference but (laughs) i can see it (laughs) yeah like it's the same sort of expression like this like concerned expression so we're talking Mm -hmm. about the we're for anyone who's following along at home we're talking about the toru's expression at the end of chapter 87 as you said and then also it's um the scene where they're talking in this Tokyo Pop edition we're reading, it's page 177. There's actually a page number on it. But it's a scene after the play where she's talking to Omiji. And they're making, like, mm-hmm. they're, her face is similar. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the expression is. It's hard to describe. <laughs> it's kind of like this mix of, like, concern and <laughs> sort of, like, overwhelmed <laughs> feelings. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. It's not even, like, I mean, an embarrassed, but not really. It's, like, a, it's a blush that's not necessarily of embarrassment. Mm-hmm. It's like knowing somebody cares about you, I guess. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of a, like surprised at the like at another person's like so, yeah care for you and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> there's got to be a word for that <laughs> caring for you. <laughs> Someone giving you a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. I also think that Momiji's expression is also kind of specifically romantic too. Like when he's saying, like when when I thought about you, and he has this kind of like almost like satisfied looking smile and like leave it to me so Mm -hmm. i don't know i feel like it's a moment that's what i have to say about that yeah i don't have any like solid rationale except for shoujo bubbles blushing same expression and momiji's expression so i guess i do have a rationale i do think they have like (laughs) i do think that like other than like yuki probably that they seem to have the most like kind of borderline romantic interactions for like mm-hmm. Toru's interactions with other people, then other than Kyo's, yeah, like outside her her main ship, these are the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is one of the most ship teasy inter- set of interactions. It's another with sh- ship setting <laughs> sail. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. I don't know what it is about it. I don't know what it is about this time that like makes. I feel like there's something about what he does that makes her react in that way mm-hmm. um so i don't know exactly what it is that's meant to be represented but i just think that this it is kind of a romantic flirty type moment mm-hmm. based on the way that they act so very interesting yeah mm-hmm. okay <laughs> that's all i had to say about that but i really wanted to talk about it because mm-hmm. it was it piqued my interest that's for sure mm-hmm. should we talk about another ship from this, which was Yuki and Machi's situation. Sure. Uh, can you hear the smile in my voice? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I love. First of all, I love how like Yuki happens upon this thing happening, and then Kakuhiro's like, "We found the seed of the crime," like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like slaps him in the face, and like stops him from yeah. going forward by like putting his foot up on the wall, which was hilarious to me. Yeah. Isn't that one of those? Uh... <laughs> like a kabaidon. That... Yeah, it's like one of that, that meme. <laughs> Like the horse cabinet on. 
Yeah, usually they, <laughs> like, the leg is, like, up really high, <laughs> which is hilarious, like, up over the shoulders. So it's, like, it's not like that, but it is. <laughs> I would classify it as a cavedon. <laughs> we can go there if you want. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. But, yeah, Yuki Machi says that he's not, like, a prince for, like, the fourth time, as I said. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Did we talk about this already? She says it in the last, in the chapter from the last episode this is just where the girls confront her about it right oh yeah that's right he had sparkly texture last time yeah. sorry they blended together a little bit for me yeah <laughs> i was like as demonstrated by shoujo bubbles <laughs> listen yeah. you have a theory about feathers i have a not so <laughs> a theory that doesn't need to be proven about shoujo bubbles i feel like it's yeah. a thing it's a trope yeah. but yeah this time yeah he gets to hear her say it and um yeah and this is kind of her like explanation of mm-hmm. why she's been saying that. Yuki blushes when she says that he's lonely, too. Mm-hmm. He's like, I am lonely. <laughs> <laughs> she understands. Finally, someone understands my pain. <laughs> it's so good! <laughs> and then he wants to go and like help her, and Kakuyu saves the day by <laughs> forcing Yuki to do a photo shoot, which is also hilarious. Mm-hmm. He's just like, do it for Machi. Yeah. In my mind, he's like, do it for Machi! <laughs> <laughs> with like a big wink. Yuki's really annoyed. Do it for the vine. <laughs> for the gram. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot to talk about how Tori doesn't know what a DVD is. <laughs> so I just want to say, I was like, Kakuri would absolutely be all over Vine <laughs> if, if it was around him doing this. <laughs> Where's the fan art? <laughs> Bring it. Taking all the stupid seven second videos. <laughs> be of like, Yuyun, Yuyun, look at the camera. That would just be one Vine. <laughs> Over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to do the ice bucket challenge, Union. <laughs> He's like, what? You're supposed to raise money? Anyway. He said he wanted Yuki to have a, a camera so you could send him photos of dumb things or like dumb videos mm-hmm. or something. So, yeah. I think it's in character for him to like Vine. Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess Tor is the one who was still buying the um, now on DVD and VHS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. VHS. buying the VHS. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But also, it's funny because in the Japanese dialogue version, it's like a DV, a DV, whatever you call it. And then in this <laughs> one, it's she just switches back to tape, which I think is really funny. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's cute. It's very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so Yuki and Machi. Back to Yuki and Machi. I like how Machi describes him as a natural type, and he's like, what does that even mean? <laughs> and then he immediately tells Kakuru. <laughs> Yeah, it means he's gonna join a host club. Yeah, after he accidentally breaks a vase. Kiss, kiss, mama. <laughs> Kakuru's like, you owe a huge debt. Actually, Kakuru's more like Tamaki. So, yeah, where's the fic? I mean, <laughs> I've definitely seen um, Fruits Basket characters There's in Oran uniforms. Hundred percent crossover. Yeah. A lot of crossover, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Especially probably student council. Yeah, well, especially since. Uh... Momiji and Honey share a voice actor. <laughs> and they're the same person. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Except without the uh, martial arts, as far as we yeah. know. <laughs> if only he Momiji... Trained... Yeah. could have trained with Kazuma. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, we don't know that, actually. You're right. What, what am I kidding? <laughs> so anyway, it's a good time. But I don't, I don't have much more to say about it, except it's just Yuki's... <laughs> He's in love. <laughs> yeah. And we finally get, you know... More of what Machi is actually thinking. Yes. And she doesn't say very much out loud. Yeah, because she doesn't have a chance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. She's surrounded by chaos. 
even being bullied though <laughs> yes yeah she's a non-chaotic person in a chaotic world mm-hmm. as a side note i love how yuki is like pretty much like come to terms with dealing with kimmy <laughs> <laughs> he's like i'm sure that somebody will take you out later <laughs> just kind of yeah. like brushes her off and now is like can you please shut up it's okay yeah. <laughs> i enjoyed that little dialogue exchange it was, funny. Mm-hmm. It was worth it <laughs> oh yeah takiru has his like little rant did you catch it? He was like, um, he's like, well, people, it took me a real long time to understand who he's talking about because it's kind of vague, but he's like, you can't just, if you're going to be, you can't just like be nice to like a girl sometimes. I think that was like the first thing he says. And then he's like, also, you need to stand up for yourself. That was the second mm-hmm. thing. And if you don't, that makes things like half your fault. And I was like, is he talking about Yuki? I'm confused. I'm <laughs> confused about this. <laughs> but yeah, I guess he's talking about Machi. There's like a panel of her when he says that. Mm-hmm. And Yuki kind of is like, I think your logic is bullshit, but that doesn't matter right now. We have to like kind of <laughs> move past it. So they have this like kind of little mini debate, which is interesting because mm-hmm. they're friends. Yeah. It seems the kind of thing that friends would do. Yeah. It's a, it seems like he's kind of like at a crossroads between being protective and frustrated with Machi. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like that's true. Like he needs mm-hmm. her to like, like he obviously is trying. And also like, I think he kind of mentioned that Machi isn't really responding to him. Like, didn't he say he tried to talk to her and she, like, left or whatever before? So, yeah, I think he's trying to care about her, but he doesn't really know what to do. So he's kind of like, well, you got to take care of yourself sometimes. Mm -hmm. And Yuki's like, no. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, we also have to talk about Haru and Rin, weirdly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or I guess it's more about Hiro. Yeah, I guess, like, yeah, that group. Yeah. Before we talk about the important stuff, I think it's cute that Haru has the little scene with Kisa since... (laughs) You know, he was the one who's like so worried about her yes. in her first appearance. So it's cute to see him like still looking out for her. Mm-hmm. He just comes in and like picks her up. Yep. <laughs> and Hero's like, stop freaking out. <laughs> yeah. Hero's a good boy. He is a good boy. Also, I, did, I didn't feel like he was <laughs> lashing out. <laughs> yeah. He's so hard. Out of on all himself. his internal monologues and freakouts in these chapters. Mm-hmm. And Miji's like, if you keep soliloquizing, someone's going to run into you. Someone's gonna run into you, which is hilarious. Yeah, like it was kind of a like it's kind of a variation of that scene way back when uh, Shigeru's like, if you're standing around like that, and then Hana appears, it's like someone will bump into you. Oh yeah, that probably is because it's Megumi. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I didn't catch that. That's hilarious. It probably mm-hmm. is. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, it's also cute. Yeah, it's also cute that Megumi came to see us. I like how he also brought a camera. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is hilarious. I need to make sure mm-hmm. that I include this. But yeah, then Hero <laughs> lets slip about Rin and he realized he wasn't supposed to do that. And I think it's funny how I think Haru's like teasing him where he's like, oh, what? Do you like Rin? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It seems like he's kind of like playing off like his actual reaction, by, mm-hmm. like teasing Hero to kind of like change the subject. Yeah. It kind of worked. But then. Yeah. Uh, Toru and Kisa are like, Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Both notice something. They do. And it's funny because Toru is like, oh, so it's Yuzu-san. And then I think Kisa's dialogue is like, oh. I think Toru noticed, uh, <laughs> noticed more than she usually notices. Yes. <laughs> she picked up what he was putting down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did she know anything about them before? I don't think so. I don't think so. Although, like, Rin she, talks she, about she... him a lot, right? Like, she's like, you and Haru are both nice. You're too nice. I'm pretty sure she said, unless she thinks it. No, I can't. I was gonna say I can't remember if she's how much of that she said out loud. I feel like most mm. of that was like internal thoughts. I can make an ETA for next time. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I think it is mostly her internal thoughts. Um, I don't think she would let mm-hmm. on to Toru that something's so personal. 
Yeah. For the most part. Even though she made jello for her. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, it's just, uh, it was a little like tidbit <laughs> that I forgot happened. So now Tori was kind of in the know. Oh, maybe we should, should we talk, do we need to talk about the play? Is there more to say about like their roles in the play? Like, yeah, not really. I mean, it's mostly comedy. Yeah. And- <laughs> I thought about that for a while. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's funny that you pointed out that like, ooh, it was kind of just like being herself, which is nice. yeah. <laughs> I feel like Hannah's kind of being herself too, actually. <laughs> Everyone's uh, having a little too much bleed through between their uh, their personalized <laughs> Character characters bleed. in this play. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny because like I guess typically in a so like in a literature situation you would have a play and then people are able to be something that they're not, but I think in mm-hmm. this case the play lets them act out what they really feel which is kind of interesting yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right mm-hmm. so it's kind of a it's a cute kind of subversion i, I think <laughs> yeah in a little in a small way yeah i feel like uh i think like yuki and minami are the only ones who are actually acting <laughs> or yeah attempting to act yeah minami and yuki are like the only ones who aren't who are like trying to act <laughs> yeah. and everybody else is just like I'm me. I'm grumpy. I'm in love. I only care for Yakiniku, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> then maybe we can move on to spoilers. Sure. So I hope everybody enjoyed our sort of Cinderella rendition. I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any things that you want to tell our actors, <laughs> I can. <laughs> we can pass on a note to them, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i don't know thank you all for listening if you um yeah if you want to send us a note you can we have next time we'll be talking about chapters 90 and 91 it won't be as exciting as this time but i'm sure it'll still be pretty great <laughs> thank you all for listening we'll see you next time Bye-bye. bye bye <laughs>we're back to talk about spoilers hope everybody's ready uh okay here are my spoilers so momiji will give koreano the dvd that was set up here mm-hmm. um and of course rin and haru's relationship story isn't over yet mm-hmm. so they're still broken up now but there's more to come of course it'll be a good time um slash yep. a bad time yeah <laughs> as i feel like everything with rain is always like it's great but it's real bad first yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yuki and mati's relationship is also gonna grow i think there's actually the next one of the next chapters or like next no the next two are kyo i don't know and I didn't kyoko right well, let's just yeah. uh, i check. think machi's like actual backstory is oh coming soonish though it is it's actually okay so next is kyoko and katsu's backstory and I, we were looking for that, the thing of Kyoko saying, if you didn't have somebody to hate, then you wouldn't know what to do with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were looking around for that, and I happened to skim through these chapters with Kyoko that's coming up. So the next two are about Kyoko and Katsuya meeting and having Toru. Um, but this, it's interesting because what happens is the chapter is set up by the two chapters are set up by um, Kyo like falls asleep. He has like a, a nap. And then, like, a lot of her backstory is narrated by him. It's, like, his voice narrating and then her memories, like, stuff from the past that happened mm. to her. Which I didn't really realize. Like, I didn't remember that. So I just thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if, like, these are things that even, like... So what's interesting about it to me is, like, are they even things that 
Toru knew about her mom? Or are they things that she only told Kyo? Like, she knows... Obviously, Toru knows a lot of things about her mom. But, like, I don't know. It's kind of interesting perspective that we hear a lot about her from someone who isn't related to her. So it's mm-hmm. kind of interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember it well enough to comment on it yet. I, but... I mean, we'll talk about it next time because it's going to be yeah. the next two chapters. But... <laughs> Um, and I didn't like I just kind of skimmed through it and I was like that's weird is this narration Kyoko's or Kyo's but it turns out to be Kyo's so something to look forward to next time we'll talk about it but Mm. uh, I thought that was interesting that's coming oh my note right here says we're talking about Kyoko and Katsuyu next time we didn't even have to look at the manga (laughs) (laughs) you know past Ellen's always trying to help future Ellen and never works Um, those are all the spoilers that I had actually (laughs) I, I mean like everything's Kyo and Tor's relationship is going to come to a head also. That's not listed in here, but we talked a mm-hmm. lot about how yeah. this kind of like uh, like dark foreshadowing around... Yeah, I think this is pretty um, pretty heavily foreshadowing uh, Kyo's whole like freak out over the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his like disillusionment. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's so painful. There will be no shoujo sparkles to be found until later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have any other specifics. Not really. Spoilers. I think all I had was like Kyo's feelings. Yeah. I guess technically Hana ends up living with Shisho instead of spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how um I love her like dialogue. It's really funny. <laughs> Trying to be all sweet to yeah. Shisho. <laughs> and Kyo's like, what the hell? What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this might be the shortest spoiler section we've ever had, if that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's fun. It is like uh, this has been. We've been building up to Sword of Cinderella for a while, like for the last like couple of chapters, and like the thing that's hanging, like Yuki's kind of set up to move forward, but now it's like Kyo's turn. The, I think a lot of chapters we looked at in the past, kind of maybe like ten to fifteen, have been a Yuki focused, like focused on his backstory and him sort of like working through the feelings that he had in the past and talking to Kakeru and whatever. And Kyo can't talk about the things that he's feeling about Kyoko for a long time mm-hmm. right and so he this is now we're gonna get her backstory and we're going to learn more about some of the things I think that are holding Kyo back from feeling comfortable being in a relationship with Toru in addition to like the curse and the confinement and all the other things right mm-hmm. we'll get more of the mom connection mm-hmm. so that's all I have to say <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway, I hope, really hope everybody enjoyed Sword of Cinderella. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, all, it's all that mattered to me. <laughs> we enjoyed making it. Yeah, we did. And I want everyone to know that all of our guest voice actors were the ones who demanded that I add extra sound effects. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think the sound effects are a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> the sound effects, <laughs> sound effects make me really happy. <laughs> um. It turned out, I think it all came together well, but it was funny that I, yeah, <laughs> it was a good group effort, I'll say. <laughs> we couldn't have, I don't think we could have done it without them, actually. So. <laughs> Definitely wouldn't have had the same pizzazz. It would just have been me every doing every other part, and then you being like, I'm tired and dying, so I'll do kill. <laughs> See if any coughs don't make, don't get edited out. <laughs> You want to do one for the for the group? I mean, <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's like just so you know, I've been coughing the whole time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like Kyo's mm. being really quiet. The spoiler section; she probably just doesn't want to talk anymore. I get it. <laughs> it's okay. there's not too much to say either, but there isn't. I'm kind of 
kind of surprised, but not really. Yeah. It's mostly like, this thing that was mentioned here, it's going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) It's like foreshadowing, not like... uh, Yeah, it's like not even like really foreshadowing. It's just like beats of a plot. Like... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. A beat happened this chapter. Another beat will happen later. <laughs> like, <laughs> we'll continue down this plot train. Yeah, the plot train of uh, Uo and Kureno. Momiji and Toru trying to set up Uo and Kureno. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Haru and Rin getting back together plot train. And then all the other romantic relationships happening. <laughs> Unfolding in full shoujo sparkle glory. Mm-hmm. All the shoujo textures. Yes, shoujo textures for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have anything else important to say. I think we should wrap it up. Okay. Okay, good. Um, Before my power goes out for the third time. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll talk about Kyoko next time. It's going to be a good time. I'm excited to see, get to know her again. It's been a long time since Tori mentioned her, actually. Mm -hmm. So. So that'll be cool. All right. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> I want to be where the people are. I want to see, want to see him <laughs> dancing. <laughs> dancing. What do you call it? Yakinuku. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sorry, this wrong Disney movie. What is Gus Gus? Um, we all know you guys stop saying my jokes before I can say them. <laughs> I want to be where the yakiniku is. I want to see yakiniku sizzle. <laughs> fire on the table. Watch it. Burn. What's that called again? There goes the <laughs> I'm hungry and now I really want yakiniku. What do I hear? What do I smell? The sound of Where is that fragrance? Walking in from <laughs> Yakiniku. Part of your grill. <laughs> I guess I have to cut this in. What would I do? <laughs> Day out in this restaurant. Yes, I can live warm under the fan. We were listening to the song of Car the other day, and Mike was like, "Like, of course they reprimand their daughters on land." And I was like, yes. "That's the point of this they movie." Reprimand <laughs> their would not take reprimand. Sick of acting, ready <laughs> to, to greet, ready to eat, yes, <laughs> ready to go. Where the meat goes. <laughs> Ask for chopsticks and get some questions. She has to have that smoker voice. Check out this piece of tart. <laughs> Check out this piece of tart. Hey. <laughs> hey. Oh, check this piece of tart. <laughs> whoa, whoa, we. Whoa, whoa. Check this piece of tart. That's gonna dance. <laughs> She's a I man. told you it would have been better from the if I made that voice. It would be funnier, but it would be better. It would be absolutely better. I don't know who you're lying to, me or you, but it would be better. This is a gift. A gift that will lead you back to her. Don't waste gifts. <laughs> you call yourself a man. <laughs> Think of all the Starcross lovers who would kill for things he's easy. All those Starcross lovers who just want to see each other. Come and see me, damn it!
I told you it would have been better. Hello, it's Ellen. You probably just listened to us talk for, you know, an hour and a half about Faruba. If you want to send us a question, you can find us on Twitter at StayTogetherPod, on Tumblr at StayTogetherPodcast.tumblr.com, or you can send us an old-fashioned email at StayTogetherPodcast at gmail.com. Kayla and I want to keep creating podcasts and keep them ad-free, so if you like what you're listening to, please consider giving to our Ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash StayTogetherNetwork. Thank you always for listening and for all your support. We'll see you next time.